welcome to another episode of the Launch Podcast. This is Kayla Hogreave, Academic Advisor for the School of Business, UConn Hartford. And this is Emma Bjorngard Bassane, Academic Advisor at the Stanford campus. In this episode, we're going to speak with three of our School of Business peer advisors, and their names are Ellie Schmuss from the Waterbury campus. She's a business administration major. We have Catherine Lanas from the Stanford campus, financial management major, and Jordan Wang, who is a Storrs campus student, who is a finance major. And they will talk a little bit about different strategies that they implemented this semester to be successful both academically and personally as we're moving through this together. They talk a little bit about joining clubs and how that helped them. They're also student leaders, so they have leadership positions in clubs, so they talk a little bit about that, um, how they change their study schedule now when we're fully online. So a lot of good tips and tricks for you to think about. And we heard you when you said that you wanted to hear more student voices and less of me and Emma. <laughs> so <laughs> we wanted to bring you some student experiences that you can relate to and some student voices that give you some really clear takeaways and tips to help you succeed academically, but even besides academically, how you can stay in touch with other students and peers and faculty so that you can be successful in the upcoming semester too. In case you're not aware, the School of Business has a number of peer advisors across all of our campuses where we offer major programs um, and their purpose is to support our first and second year students primarily, but they also serve as a resource for juniors and seniors as well. You can chat with peer advisors through our website. Um, we have a little chat feature there, but their information is also on our peer advisor webpage if you want to email them and be in touch with them that way too. And truly, I feel like they are one of our greatest untapped resources for students because these students are they're upperclassmen and they have a ton of experience in the school of business and at UConn across different campuses. So they're so helpful and so supportive. So let's listen to Ellie, Jordan, and Catherine give you some good advice for how you can be happy and academically successful this semester. Please introduce yourselves. Tell us your names, your majors, and the campus that you're on. My name is Ellie Schmoos. I am currently a business administration major. I am a sophomore at the Waterbury Regional Campus. My name is Catherine Lanus. I'm currently in financial management at the Stanford campus as a junior. My name is Jordan Wang. I am a senior finance major at the Storrs campus. Um, so we're just wrapping up a really unique semester and a half uh, where we were lots of online and virtual learning. Can you explain what the delivery modes of your courses were and what your experience has been with the online and virtual learning? My delivery mode of my courses has kind of been a variety. Like not all my courses are the same. For instance, some of my professors really liked doing like the Zoom as in if it was like a lecture and we were holding a class in person. Uh, a few of my classes, it was just independent where they would post on Husky CT the assignments and you would have to do it by yourself. And it, so it was a mix of whatever the professor was comfortable with and what the course was. So it would depend basically on that aspect. Mine was about the same as well. And I personally enjoyed the asynchronous uh, classes more because I was able to do the work on my own and pace myself that way. Yep. And so... This is Jordan. Um, I would say my 
classes were very similar to Ellie and Catherine in that there was a split between online, purely online, where you could start and learn whenever there were no live uh, sessions. And then a few of my classes had those live sessions, which uh, were interesting. So what would be two to three things that you learned as a result of being an online learner now for a semester and a half? I'm going to say that online learning is definitely a challenge for me. I've always been an in-classroom student learner. That's just how I learn best. But what I have learned and like being organized, having a planner is really going to help you. I always use the Remind app actually, and it's helpful to motivate you because I feel that when you are in your own house, sometimes you can get caught up and distracted and not dedicating yourself to your work and also taking advantage of breaks, um, even screentations, we like to call the, I know Launch released a program about that. I truly believe that you need to take a break from your screen. So I liked going on walks, hikes, meditating, stuff like that. So those are some things that I learned. Ellie, what was the app that you mentioned and how does it work? So I use it on my iPhone. I mean, I, I'm assuming that all phones have something similar. You can download Remind apps on the App Store. Really just on the iPhone, and it's literally called Reminders, and I just set reminders on my phone, and that's it. But I oh, had, I thought you meant like a special, there was like a special app. So. Yeah, if you, <laughs> you can get a special app for it. I have talked about it with my mentees. You're, I said like if you don't have an app like that, there's so many out there that you can gotcha. download. So that was super helpful for me. I would agree with Ellie in writing things down. I think in previous semesters, I've gotten away able to just remember things and having conversations with my peers about assignments that are due. But really being on my own in this semester, I learned how important it is to actually write things down so that I'm not forgetting things or waiting to the last to complete assignment because it then just pops into my mind. I also think it's important to plan ahead. What's really something that's really helped me this semester is writing down due dates on my syllabus so that I knew in upcoming weeks if I had an exam or project due working on that in increments rather than working on it a couple days before trying to cram studying. I think that Catherine and Ellie have really, really hit on some of the key things, but I'll, I'll share my own perspective. So um, I, I don't have the one and a half. I only have the one semester because I was actually abroad in London this past spring and we were called back. So I kind of, uh, for better or worse, did not have to do the online learning transition in the spring. I think that for me, the two big things that come to mind in terms of lessons I've learned from online learning during the, the current uh, learning environment is, as Ellie and Catherine both said, it's really hard to manage your schedule and time when you're uh, learning remotely. I think that's a huge challenge and there are a lot of different tools available to students. So uh, for me personally, I just love to use my Google Calendar and I block in uh, more time than I need for me to work on specific projects. I also have, I put all of my major assignments into my calendar just to make sure I'm up to date on uh, what I need to get done in a given week. But I think one of the biggest takeaways I have is even before the pandemic, I knew that I was not good at online learning and I just knew it from <laughs> being ingrained in me. And I think this, real, this learning environment really illustrates to me and other students how important it is to really know how you learn and what your learning preferences are. Because 
only then can you adapt and really be able to work with yourself in these very challenging times to succeed academically. Can I ask a quick follow-up question? Um, so I'm just curious, you know, because you all have been describing, you know, how you've been approaching online learning. Um, I was wondering, did you have a conversation at all with your families about like, you know, I'm studying at these time during these time frames and I need silence during those times or how did you approach those conversations? I'm going to be completely honest and I think everybody can acknowledge this, when you live in a family household, the chaos of family is bound to be there. So it's kind of about finding a quiet space that works for you. There have been plenty of times when um, I was in like a Zoom class or I was in the middle of writing a paper and I had to ask, you know, could you like please quiet down? Or I would just go out and find um, a quiet space in my household. But it's, that's basically how you maneuver through it. So that, that's all I can say. Um, I agree with Ellie. A couple of my classes actually this semester were from 6.30 to 9 p.m. So it was a weird time for me. That was a little bit more challenging than having a class during the day where no one's around. So that was a little challenging for me, but I would just always go downstairs and be like, hey, uh, I have class from 6.30 to 9. Like, would you mind just keeping it down a little bit just so that no one would come barging in my door or like come and ask me questions or something or ask me to do something while I was trying to either present in a class or just listen? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I work in the busiest part of my house because everyone has to walk by me uh, because it's just how my house is set up. Oh, I have to sit here or else I don't get any Wi-Fi in the house. So it's been a really big challenge for me because I can't necessarily escape unless I want to like force myself into the basement, which I really hate because I prefer having some natural light. Um, but I think one of the biggest and best investments I ever made in college was buying noise-canceling headphones to block out the sound from the rest of my family. You know, it's it's really good to just kind of put the headphones on and, you know, you don't have to worry about all of those little sounds that might get to you. Um, another thing, though, is, you know, it's, it's different. It really is different uh, working with family because I have to, like, coordinate with them almost in terms of like potential meal times like before while at stores I could just walk to a dining hall and grab food but now it's like there's scheduled uh, times where people are cooking and especially this semester when a lot of my classes were like in the middle of the day it, it took some time to kind of work with them and get into that pattern of letting them know when I was doing certain things so that they they just knew that to plan around it. I'm going to go off with a question because we've talked a lot about the challenges of online learning. Um, but one thing that I think, well, that's been really challenging for all of us, like faculty, staff, and students, is the fact that like sometimes we're a, like we're with our families, but we're not. We don't get to see each other face to face, and sometimes we feel isolated. Um, and so I know that I've really been missing that in-person collaboration, and I'm sure that you have too with your group projects and study groups and things like that. So, what were some ways in which you overcame that? How, how have you have you overcome those kind of feelings of being alone or isolated, and and have you managed to connect with your peers? So I'm going to first start off with that I am a huge extrovert. I am a social butterfly. So this isolation hit hard 
because I enjoy talking to people and meeting people in the classroom and study groups are not only a great way to learn and like help each other, but it's a great way to make friends. And in some courses I was able to have that and others I wasn't. So I think that's, it really depends on how the class is being held. GroupMe is an amazing app and I had plenty of study groups through there. So that was awesome to have. And then through Nexus, you're also able to make study groups. So with certain people in my class, you're able to do that and like collaborate with each other. So in some classes, I was able to overcome that and others not so much. So it depends, I think, on how the course is being instructed. I would definitely agree with terms of how the course was being delivered. That definitely changed how I would go about things with groups. As a junior, I've made a lot of connections in the School of Business, so it's nice having friends that, that are in all of my classes that I've known for a couple years now. And so we would group FaceTime sessions, um, and like sometimes for schoolwork, also not schoolwork, just to be able to socialize because my freshman and sophomore year, we all lived together in the same dorm and we would always go to the study room that were in the dorm together and do work. And so tried to recreate those times through FaceTime. Okay, so um, <laughs> I would say that for me, the isolation from my peers is still a continuing challenge for me. Um, it's, it's not easy being at home and especially with how everyone else, you know, where, what they're doing, it's hard to connect with my friends and peers. I think that for me, I, I try and reach out to friends um, whenever I can, and that helps me whenever I can actually get a hold of them. <laughs> it helps me kind of de-stress and get some sort of social interaction outside of my family, um, which is nice, uh, but it's still a challenge, and I currently don't necessarily have a way of overcoming it. I think it's just... I think it's just something that I'm still playing around with. But, you know, in terms of like school and classes wise, uh, I have been lucky that, you know, as a senior, I do know a lot of different people already within the school of business. So for some of my classes, it's it's easy because I know that, you know, I signed up for this class with this person. So, you know, I can reach out to them for help. Group projects wise, I've always thought could go one way or the other, like what they could go really positively or go really negatively. And I think that this semester I've, I've had that where, you know, some group projects, you know, they're, they're nice to be a part of. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of work and we've been able to get the job done. Uh, on other hand, you know, I've had some really terrible group projects, you know, so it, I feel like the pandemic has made even though it's made group projects you know easier in terms of planning and timing it's it's become a lot more work to kind of manage and work on these projects throughout uh the current environment i'm gonna add on the the point that you're making about you know finding ways to make connections with students so one thing that i tried this semester and i was able to do this because i used to be a grad student at uconn um i actually joined the Native American and Indigenous Scholars Association so that I would have like a weekly meeting that I went to and make like new connections and friends, which totally helped me. And I was like looking forward to the meetings uh, every week. So for students out there listening, uh, joining clubs that are meeting virtually is very uh, helpful just for those types of like new social interactions. So I thought I would 
throw that out there. I just, I mean, it had to do with what you said, Emma, and Jordan, I do want to bring this up that my peer advisor position, I have been very, very thankful for because it's very different than what I thought it was going to be. But the fact that I got to meet with other and like kind of create a bond with advisors from different campuses, I really enjoyed that. And I've been, even though it's been virtual, like our meetings I've enjoyed and I've been able to meet people that I don't know if I would have met because we're all from different campuses. So there is a positive to that, that meeting virtually, we were able to connect with people that you don't know if you would have beforehand. And clubs are a great way to meet people. I do have weekly meetings and clubs that I went to this semester, and that was great. It was like my social time and time to see other see people uh, through a screen. <laughs> and I want to thank you both, um, and you too, Jordan, for sharing. I know it's it's been really hard, and I, I think it's helpful for students in that position to know that they're not alone. Like, we're all kind of in the same boat, and we don't, I don't necessarily have the answers either, but I think doing the best we can in terms of, like Emma said, joining clubs and organizations and those sorts of things are really, really beneficial in the long run, but thanks for sharing. I think it's helpful for students to know that they're not alone. So the next question that we have for all of you, so what challenges did you face in terms of learning throughout spring and fall? Um, and what strategies did you implement to be successful as a result? This is Ellie talking, and I do want to say we've all established that we've all had challenges throughout this semester, but something that really helped me this semester is with a course that I was really struggling in. The online tutoring was a serious help. I was honestly hesitant to go to it at first because I'm like, okay, if online learning isn't my thing, is online tutoring even going to help and benefit me? And surprisingly, it did. I Actually, the way that the tutor instructed was like more my method of learning than compared to how the professor was instructing it. So that was a helpful aspect. So having resources like that, when you are struggling, like we were still able to have tutoring available, which I'm extremely thankful for. So that is one challenge that I was kind of able to overcome. Um, so <laughs> in spring, I was in London and that was its own unique challenge um, because you know, you're learning in a foreign country, there's different professors, different teaching styles. You know, I think studying abroad and the, you know, learning abroad was the unique challenge was that you're not at UConn and you don't have necessarily the same resources or drive as you would if you were at your home institution. But I think for me, looking back in the spring, it was really useful that I had a goal I was focused on throughout kind of uh, my time there and I kept track of what I needed to get done. But I think what I applied what I kind of knew over the past few years and what I learned in London to this, this current semester because I started out not really having a previous experience with online learning in its full capacity. And I had started out kind of just going, trying to handle it as a normal semester and it didn't really work out that well for me. Um, I think, you know, usually for me, what I would do is like plan a few weeks in advance. I'd, oh, I'd put a lot of time during the week and on the weekends into every single course I was working on. And I found that just wasn't possible for me uh, at home. I, I knew before I went into my year that I was going to be significantly handicapped at home just because I knew I wasn't going to be able to put in enough time and energy into all of my classes. And I had a full course load. In fact, it was probably going to be one of my toughest semesters. So I had to, 
actually plan beforehand and I withdrew from a course preemptively before the semester started because I knew that I could only manage so much of my schedule with the limited time and energy I had. And that was a tough decision because it was one of the classes I really wanted to take and I had planned for since freshman year. It was uh, the student managed fund program. And so I was, I was disappointed to withdraw from that. But, you know, looking back on this current semester was the correct decision to make. And, you know, I think in terms of all of my other classes, I've had to, I found that I work better at night. So I scheduled significant amounts of time at night. And for me, I've also realized that it's better for me at home to work on a single assignment at one time rather than divvy them up over the course of a week. So, you know, Thursday afternoons, I work on one class and I'm taking a lot of OPIM classes. So a lot of them are coding. So I'll spend five hours on this one coding project. And then the next day, I'll spend another five hours on this other class's coding project. And with breaks, right? With Yes, with breaks. <laughs> <laughs> with breaks. Um, but, you know, for me, I found that instead of like over a course of a day, I could at most probably handle two subjects, uh, not necessarily looking at all four or five of my classes. So what are some things that you think uh, were beneficial in terms of remote learning that maybe you hope continue even when we get back to quote unquote normal? I think being able to continue, I, I don't know it if this would be able to happen, but having all of the campuses, like being able to communicate amongst each other, for instance, like my peer advisor position, I hope that continues where like all the campuses are still able to connect. If there's a way for people to take online courses through other campuses, that would be really beneficial, I feel, because some people did really love online learning. It's more their style. So aspects like that and being able to stay connected amongst each other because there are many campuses at UConn, but at the end of the day, we're all UConn students. So I think that'd be a nice piece to continue. I think that for me, for better or worse, online classes, the benefit I saw was the flexibility um, and how I handled the schedule. I think for some classes, that was a very big uh, advantage because I could plan to learn all all of the necessary materials in a week on a given day instead of you know having to spend a specific time period within a day over the course of a week uh, on that class. However, you know it was also almost difficult to get into the pattern of scheduling. So, you know, in some sense, I do appreciate the flexibility, uh, which I hope stays. Um, at the same time, you know, <laughs> uh, in-person offers, you know, allows you to kind of develop a schedule that you're used to. So I think a combination of those two would be ideal. But, you know, this is my last <laughs> semester at UConn, so it's not like it's going to be a big deal afterwards. Mental health is, is very important, especially in a period of isolation. I feel that a lot of people have struggled through that. So I do want to say that I have, um, it, I have always taken mental health seriously, but I think a lot of students have to realize the importance of taking breaks and taking care of yourself, because I believe that if you're not okay up in your brain and head, that you're not going to be okay anywhere else, like physically, emotionally. So taking care of yourself is a top priority and that needs to continue no matter for an online semester or in person.
one thing like just going off of that kayla actually made me into a runner once the pandemic started because i was not like i would just walk you know like uphill at the gym and then she's like oh maybe you know you know running is nice outside so i started doing that in the mornings and that just like helped so much just with my mental health and i felt more efficient like throughout the day so um okay I think this is our last question. So what are your biggest pieces of advice for other students as we gear up for another, you know, um, online remote learning semester? I think it basically summarizes all the tips that we've established in this podcast. So more, you know, taking breaks is important, taking care of yourself. You got to learn how to manage your time well. I think time management is a huge like it's very important in college no matter what, but I think it's really pushed students to the importance of it this semester and virtual ones because you can get distracted easily in a house environment. And I would say like take things that helped you from virtual semesters. For instance, I liked using my planner on top of like a whiteboard calendar, being able to write my due dates out virtually. I liked planning my weeks out every Sunday night, and that was a huge help. So just continuing to do tips that you were previously doing that helped you out a lot. I think Ellie covered all the bases. I think one thing that I'd add is personally something I'm going to be doing this winter break is planning out the semester, maybe where the semester starts, because that's something I wish I did in the summer before this fall semester starts. And I think it'll help me uh, go into the spring semester with a better mindset. Yeah, I think what Ellie and Catherine said both are really great. I think one thing I didn't mention, but it kind of summarizes what I think of <laughs> virtual learning is that, you know, you kind of have to accept that it is what it is. Um, and that's what's gonna be going on and tackle it, tackle that challenge if it is a challenge for you head on. Um, you know, I think asking for help is really important. Um, it's completely fine. And in fact, it's actually very almost courageous to ask for help when you need it. And I think that especially in the environment that we're in, you know, and we know if remote learning didn't work well for you this semester, it's probably not going to work well next semester. You know that it's going to be a challenge. Uh, so you accept that and all, do your best. And part of that is, you know, asking for help, utilizing your resources and, you know, you know what challenges are gonna come up again. So you have to, you know, take some time to plan around what you can do to mitigate those. Uh, and, you know, I think every semester is kind of like this, but it's kind of like a race and you're kind of trying to race till the end of the semester. So I think planning for, you to kind of how it's going to get you from the start of the semester till the end what are the tools and tips and tricks that are going to get you there who can you ask for help to help you get there i think that's ultimately i think one of the biggest parts of online learning if it is a challenge that will help you succeed anything else that anyone wants to share or reflect on from their experience from the semester you mentioned like clubs and organizations, and I think that's like, that's so important. Um, for me though, because I'm like a student leader in an organization, I think it actually, for me from a student leader and organizing all these events, that it's actually a lot of work and a lot of energy for people in my position to kind of spend time to think about events that'll 
be held remotely. That will be interesting to students, helpful to students. And I think, you know, if you if you are from the student perspective, you know, you want to join the things that you're most interested in. And I think that's perfectly all right. And I think, you know, this might be a great time for students to step up and take the reins if they're arising through the college to take on additional responsibility and to help uh, organize events, help student uh, the clubs they're in develop new ideas for things to do. I think a lot of student organizations potentially are struggling with figuring out, you know, what to do that would be enjoyable for students, you know, aside from like they're thinking, oh, I don't want to necessarily have everyone play Pictionary again, because I know every, the five other clubs before us have played Pictionary. Um, so I think, I think it'd be useful for, uh, you know, it'd be great for students to kind of take on that additional responsibility. Yeah, to back off of what you said, Jordan, I, I was going to go into more detail of my leadership pos position that I have. Like, so I'm a part of Associated Student Government on the Waterbury campus. And even though it's it's virtual, I did a lot of work this semester to make sure that there were events that students could take advantage of to take breaks or, you know, to enjoy some things. I worked really hard on um, the event I created called like Husky Kits. So it was a combination of stuff, a Husky, along with other like merch items that were in it and like little snacks. And I created like a pickup drop off system and I thought I communicated with other higher ups on campus to make sure that this could happen because I wanted students to be able to have something to look forward to. And then towards the end, we were able to do finals kits and it was a surprise that so they were like shipped to students' houses at the Waterbury campus. So it's more like I tried to make things for students to look forward to because since I'm only a sophomore at my freshman year, I really appreciated the social events that we were able to have. And since we weren't capable of doing in-person ones, I wanted to make sure some aspect was still there through a virtual semester. And, you know, there were little enjoyable things because we need that in a time of isolation. So, yeah, I, I agree with Jordan that it is a time to step up and have students take advantage of positions and clubs is not only a great way to socialize, but to make a difference on your campus, so. Thank you so much, all three of you, for sharing your experiences and being so open and honest. I think uh, a lot of students like to hear from other students, especially through this podcast, and know that what they're experiencing isn't unique to them, and we're all facing some challenges, but there are some good strategies and ways to get through this time together. So that was Jordan, Catherine, and Ellie sharing their tips for success for this upcoming virtual semester. I hope you found that helpful. Um, Emma, what stood out to you? So one thing that stood out to me, there were many things, but one thing that we could start talking about was Jordan's point about how he kind of changed how he approached studying for each of his classes. So he mentioned something about how before he could kind of like divide up his time, like, you know, study for uh, X amount of time for this class and then X amount of time for that class, but he could do it all in one day. So focus on different topics like throughout the day. But now uh, he's had to change so that he is dedicating longer time in one day for one class, like doing the homework for 
uh, one class at one time. So I thought that was interesting. And I can see why that might be the case because you're trying to, you know, get through maybe more discussion posts online. So it's just like easier to focus your time on one course for a longer period. So that was something that stood out to me that was interesting. And, and I'm curious uh, if other, if our listeners have had the same experience or, and if not, maybe that's something that's worth trying this spring semester. Yeah, I agree. And it, the importance of being really intentional with your time and your strategy. I think sometimes students will just sit down with their materials or their books for all of their classes all at the same time and kind of just read through and see what sticks. Um, But it's really important to be intentional and use your study strategies and your time management strategies that way. One thing that stood out to me is Ellie explaining the importance of staying connected and staying involved. She was speaking specifically about student organizations, but I think when students are connected with one another, and especially in this virtual setting, avoiding those feelings of isolation by staying connected and making an effort to be involved is really important um, because it contributes to your mental health and your emotional well-being, and that affects your academic performance too. Um, so that was one of the things that stood out to me as, as being really important for success in a virtual semester. I also uh, liked how Jordan mentioned that he kind of put some responsibility onto the listeners where if you haven't been involved this past semester in clubs to to maybe get involved this semester. And if you're in a club, maybe this is the perfect time for you to, you know, take on some uh, leadership responsibilities, maybe helping to plan an event uh, and really help the leaders of the club be creative and just stay motivated. So I thought that was a good call to action for the listeners. And it really is a good way to make new friends. And then once we're back in person, we can all meet up together and connect. Well, Emma and I really encourage you, if you're listening and you're a business student, or honestly, even if you're not a business student, you're just somebody who's interested in in business, please reach out to our peer advisors. If you're a first or second year student, they reach out to you periodically throughout the semesters, and they're really one of your number one resources. They're on your side, and they want to help you succeed. Um, So make sure that you're you're utilizing them as a resource. Because they really know your experience, right? They've been in your shoes. So who better than someone who is, you know, your age, um, who's going through this with you at the same time, like they're also going through this learning experience transitioning online. So um, definitely take advantage of them. Yay, peer advisors. Yay. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time.